Okay. So, All right. yeah. We're, we're back. We never left because this is Sardonia Part 2. And then I said, that's not my nipples. That's a horse. All right, everyone introduce yourselves since this is a separate podcast technically. I'm Dylan, a.k.a. Halberdock. Uh Oh, I'm uh, Kevin, a.k.a. Last Rakshasa. I'm Matt. A.k.a. <laughs> a.k.a. Trash Pained. Trash Pained. Uh... I'm Tom, uh, aka Nivret, aka uh, local churl. What about, what about you, Rex? Aka Bakora. Yeah. yeah. And together we are Salt and Sorcery presenting the Sascast. Yeah. Ooh, special, special thanks to Matt for thinking of that name. Who found that name? Because I like it. Matt it was Matt. Matt. Matt's good with it, podcast names. It was a brief moment of enlightenment, lucidity. <laughs> I mean, you're two for two on names because this is our second episode of Far Lore, where we talk about campaigns we were part of. Woo! Woo! This Far one Lore. is specifically the sequel campaign to the campaign we did for the last episode. Blood price! Yeah. We must pay the blood price. Woo! I still think it should be called the Battle of Two or the War of Two Dragon. Well, I mean, that's probably what it is, like in Kelda. And no one calls it Blood Price, but that's like the name. Of like the novel adaptation <laughs> that Kevin <laughs> is currently writing. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, Work we, in progress. Work in progress. Work in progress for yeah. years. Yeah, we like we All like right, to do so. fun little campaign names. Do do you also something I do? I like to give like names like little arcs and shit. I don't think I ever yeah, tell anyone. Sure. All right, for cool. sure. It's mostly DM masturbation on my end, but it's fun. Oh no, DM masturbation is the best kind of masturbation besides oh, auto asphyxiation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Try to kids. All right. So Sardonia two, Kevin was a <laughs> All right, Sardonia two. Yeah. So I like to call it Blood Price in my whole list of canonical barline names because the campaign premise, the the over arc of Blood Price is the story of inheritance of uh, the founders of Kelda, with the exception of Stoneface Kofu, who never had kids. But uh, <laughs> as far as we know, yeah. as far as we know, yeah. it's a story. It's a story of the inheritance of uh, of Magister Kane and uh, of Geralt Elsom, uh, and their their children. So, really, in my opinion, the main characters of that campaign were uh, Matt's character, uh, who at the time was called Viserys, but I renamed to Vice later on. <laughs> For but, for reasons, Vice is also like a good like double standard. Because you know? he had a grip on all of our balls. That's why we named him Vice. That's right. That's exactly. <laughs> no, it's because he was like uh he was so in my mind, uh the way it was kind of set up, and what we'll get into it I guess later is that uh Vice always had the potential to be an extreme edge lord character, but the way Matt played him was like incredibly refreshing because he. So the whole story of Blood Price kind of starts out uh, in Kelda, and it's, it's like Sardonia for copyright reasons, or, or Sardonia. It's like uh, <laughs> it's well, it's Kelda without a J, so it's probably fine. Um, uh, maybe <laughs> anyway, pro- probably, probably. I mean, come on, Wizard of Coast. Okay. I think if we do, if we, I guess if we, I do, think we're flying under their radar, yeah. guys. I, I think yeah. if we do, Kel, if we do Kelda instead of Kelda, I think we're cool. I don't know. I got a suspicious email from uh, Totes Wizards of the Coast, uh-huh. um, yeah. saying it needs thirty dollars of mine for copyright uh, reasons. Yeah, you gotta send it to them. You gotta send them thirty dollars because I need that money. I mean, they need that money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, please send <laughs> and send dudes as well. Please, <laughs> come on, you don't even have to ask for that shit, man. Just get those for free. Um, it's so, so like the story, the story is about the kingdom in Sardonia that was founded in uh, the first campaign, which is called Kelda. Uh, and its capital is Dorder. And the, the story kind of starts out in two different places, actually. There's, there's one half of it which starts out in Dorder, and that takes place with Wolfen. The, the son of Geralt, the, the crown prince of this kingdom, right? He's a half so a nice guy. He's uh he's an Azimir, he's half Azimir, he's got celestial blood, and uh his class He is a total fucking snowflake. His class 
was actually a blood rager, so he was like a, a berserker or sorcerer. I'm right. a During the blood rager play test is when we were doing that. I'm a barbarian yeah. with magic, and my mom's a frost giant, my dad's an angel, kinda. Yeah, I could be your angle also, or your devil. Also, like, the prince. <laughs> also, my, you know, I have Hedder, I am acutely aware of how snowflake. <laughs> I, I have heterochromia, and uh, I do wield katanas. <laughs> Try with katanas, actually. Jesus. But but the way Tom played him was uh he was like this like he 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 was born with like a silver spoon. Like he was like a frat boy, kind of, right? So this was right when the uh Chusean shogun at the time, who was a Yomi, uh decided to invade like Kelda and Sardon to get all of those sweet, sweet mithril resources and adamantium resources, and kind of to a certain extent, you know, press gang like these sardonic citizens who basically are like frozen Australians into being the vanguard, like the the fodder, the cannon fodder. Of, Which was uh, straight up like people being like, oh, there's a country up there? Okay. And yeah. then they're like, oh, they, oh, that's a thing. Oh. Let's let's get these peasants in sacks on the front lines to fight yeah. the Dormi. Were, were the Yomi independent at that time? They were so the Yomi were the shoguns of Chusei. At the right, time. right, right, yeah, so right, right. They, they actually ruled over all of Chusei, but they were at war with Dorminia, and it was a succession war because so the Night Lord had two sons. One of those sons was Cain, who was up in Sardon, who had like thrown off his last name, was his own guy, had founded this college, and was like headmaster of like this like edgy Hogwarts that train necromancers in, uh, in the frozen north, right? Which is not a, the best idea. No way that could backfire. Like, it was completely independent. It, it wasn't even attached to the Mages Union, which did cause some problems for certain characters. I won't get into them. Uh, but the other son was Castle. You know, Castle is like the golden boy here, and he's a golden boy because he also had this bloodline. He had this dragon bloodline, the golden dragon. And both of these kids were born from Amaya Chugo, who were actually, Amaya was a member of the Chugo clan, but like a really distant branch relative of the Chugo family. The, the true, you know, people who should have inherited the Chusei, the Shogun, the Chugo Shogunate, were these two twins, uh, Shiro and Kuro, uh, which by the way is black and white in, uh, in Japanese. But that's uh-huh. Dylan. I mean, Dylan named them, so. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. I mean, no, they were, I, so. I believe you. I was about to. I, was I about totally to, believe you. I was about to bully but, uh, you, and then it turns out I have the bully target. It's me. But uh, Shiro and Kuro. Were, <laughs> it is I, bully target. They they were like disappeared. They they were both like supposedly dead because uh, they they were killed. Was it, um, was it Shiro or Kuro that had the zombie arm? Uh, it was Kuro, and Kuro right. was yeah. Kuro was killed. Yeah. But those. Shiro lived on because Shiro appears later in Sengoku 1. She's the grandma, like the really yeah, gross looking yeah. grandma, if you guys remember. I remember. Yes. I, uh, I don't. <laughs> but the, the Night Lord went out of his way to have those two assassinated and then, like, basically took Amaya and, you know, the, the, and then, like, the assholes, they came back to life. That, that Amaya what? died in a mysterious grease fire. I don't know. What so, so, dude, the Night Lord just like raped his way into rulership of his yeah, kingdom. Yeah, and, he, and so, and when, when, when the wow, shogun, it kind of runs in the family. He's dark. not a good guy. He's not a good guy. When the Yomi refuse, of course, the Yomi refuses to advocate to Castle. Right. So, what does the Night Lord do? Well, he says, "Well, this is my this is this is not only the right." of uh the family this is like the bloodline right right this is also divine right because you know my son has the golden dragon blood he he has the blood of the gold dragon in him and he sends castle and the dorminians to invade chusei so chusei in turn sends people to invade kelda to get resources to help them fight these like war machines like literally golems and airships and tanks that the night lord is sending um, that's where we so, come yeah. in. Yeah, that's where you guys come in. Israel. So, so Wolfen, uh, he goes over to Velos to visit. I, I really don't remember why. I 
I think it was like something uh, to do with. No, we we were coming back from the Mothwood. Well, that was that was later. But you, first, you had to meet up with Maho. Yeah, you were going to Velos to meet up with Maho, who was your mm. tutor and who was Dylan's character. We, we should Maho. probably rewind it a bit and go through the character introductions. We're, we're going pretty oh, deep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, you'll see character introductions. I totally forgot. Yeah. It's all good. This is our second the, time doing this. <laughs> of the people who are here. Yeah. So I was a GM. I was a GM here. And then. Well, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go to Tommy. Yeah. Wait, what? Me first? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my character was uh, was Wolfen, uh, MVP, uh, <laughs> main character. <laughs> he uh, was a blood rager. Well, it started out as just a barbarian, but ended up uh, when the blood rager playtest came out, he ended up doing that. Um, like Kevin said, generally kind of uh, led a privileged life. Uh, generally tried to do right by his people, be and like tried to point them in the right direction. But uh, apparently, when all you subsist on is uh, potatoes, <laughs> potatoes and vodka, uh, <laughs> the only person you want leading you is some dude bro who straight up headbutts stuff into submission. Yeah, people really liked Wolfen. Wolfen was very popular. His father yeah, was not. Yeah, yeah much more popular than he, his he was popular yeah, because the thing he was, was a girl. Yeah, and like the thing was, like he uh, he always like he told me was like, yeah, my dad is awesome. Like he he like uh, him and my uncles put this shit together. Like, what are you guys fucking complaining about? Yeah, rampant drug addiction. Yeah, rampant drug addiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was so bad that one of the big forces you guys had to fight in that campaign yeah. was red glacier which was a rebel a rebel force that was, was led by the true king Geralt. air quotes it was horrible yeah, yeah fuck that guy yeah red glacier was constantly getting in the way of what we wanted to do yeah red glacier would just randomly show up you guys would be like fighting like actually important things and a red glacier just kind of shows up like i mean they, know, what's up? they also like acted like kind of like were they were they in cahoots with the uh with the chusains uh so actually i don't know if you guys ever found this out during the campaign i think no we ended up just killing it, a bunch of them yeah. I think was our solution to that problem at the end of it you guys might have found out but there was this character named keep i don't know if you guys remember yeah he was like yes. an innkeeper, right? yeah he was the innkeeper that fucked us over yep. yeah he was actually like one of the key people behind red glacier yeah i um, remember because we ended up killing him i believe yeah, yeah you guys right. did end up killing him he, he was in the first sardonia i think i think he, he was, was he was the innkeeper or he was just an innkeeper okay yeah yeah. But he was actually a plant from uh, Actually, he might have been the spy master before Kenfu came along. I, I think yeah. he made the innkeeper the spy master and he just kind of took things uh, a little yeah. too far. All, all I remember, he had an eye patch, he was a badass, and yeah, he was a plant from Dorminia, actually. And so Red Glacier was actually part of... It was actually a, a plant... Dorminian terrorist organization. It was actually a Dorminian-funded terrorist organization. To Motherfuckers. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think you guys ever actually found that out. No. Uh, he just ended up dying with that secret, like, in his heart. So, yeah, okay, so that's Wolfen. <laughs> this is... There's tan- a lot. This is tangent, the, uh, the podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then Maho is next yep. on this list. Maho was played by me. Uh, she was a very witchy sort of wizard. Uh, with The idea with her, she mostly just kind of wanted a peaceful life and wanted a mooch. And the easiest way to do that was to hang around Wolfen. But then when Wolfen got caught up in a bunch of shenanigans, she sort of took it upon herself to try to keep things relatively balanced, considering Wolfen was basically an on-off switch of... Uh, she was, like a, she was like an RA slash TA at yeah. a, no, she was a university. She was a, she, she was a student. Or graduate student. She was a graduate student. Yeah, she, but she was she was definitely the personal tutor to, to Wolfen. Because <laughs> Wolfen required <laughs> yeah. who, 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 let's be real, needed it. <laughs> yep. She was mostly there for like the free food and other princely benefits. Yeah. And she ended up turning into a really fucking horrible wizard because I brought her character sheet, and Jesus Christ, her spell list is awful. Uh, yeah, oh. beautiful way. 
Yeah, yeah. I What's remember, your favorite uh, highest level spell there? Wall of Force, because that fucks. Wall of Force. Oh yeah, Wall of Force just fucks. <laughs> Mad Monkeys, I remember, just dominated. Oh, like, most levels. So, 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 so if if you're familiar with D and D, most of these spells will sound familiar. But Mad Monkeys is Pathfinder one exclusive. You summon a swarm of monkeys, and all they do is they beat the shit out of people you send them to as like swarm damage, which is great. But also has a chance of jacking their shit and breaking it. So I remember like we used it on a cleric once. I just fucked his uh, holy symbol. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. They like it was they, like, during that. It uh, yeah. Wasn't it during that fight with the witch on the uh, or the ice witch on the on the lake? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, and that is why you always have a holy symbol tattooed to your hand, boys and girls. Yep. 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 And then so, uh, I, yeah. I think my plan after that was to pull her under the water, but yeah. she yeah. ran off like a baby. And speaking, into, like, snow. speaking of holy dudes, Matt tells about Vice because <laughs> we can't yeah, eat the Vice. character it shows. Man, Vice. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin, Kevin gave a little intro. Vice, uh, which I think we'll probably hear more about it soon, but uh, Vice was a, a cleric of Peros and. Uh, he, if I recall correctly, was actually a damn fear. Yeah, he was a damn fear. Uh, for uh, reasons that will be illuminated. Uh, yeah. but it's, it's incredibly interesting because Vice being a damn fear meant that as a holy cleric of Peros, he could use positive energy to heal people, but he couldn't use it to heal himself. It would actually hurt him because yeah. damn fears have negative energy affinity. So they heal from negative energy and take damage from positive. So it was like really interesting as a character, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that was the problem the entire campaign. I I think I had ways of getting around it. I had like blood vials and stuff. I yeah, show like yeah, that. you had the uh, you had the amulet that allowed yeah. you to eventually uh, heal off of positive energy as well. Yeah, <laughs> eventually I got that, but I think even then it was limited. Uh, but anyways, uh, yes, he was a um, kind of compromised and a jaded character, but he wanted. To do good, and uh, he struggled with his nature uh, through the entire campaign. And it was great. It was a great stigma. Like uh, Vice suffered a lot of that. Uh, it's it I, I feel a, like yeah, in a lot the of prejudice. Yeah, yeah. And in the campaign, I feel like we didn't really do too much of it, like within the church itself. But I think there was an inquisitor who showed up at one point who was like, "You, you don't make sense. Like you shouldn't be a cleric of Paros. You know, you take negative energy damage." Like. And then the next day, he was like hung from like a pole because there was a cult. As a as a as a, as a small amount of yeah, as background, uh, like per- so, Paris is the good god of the setting, and yeah. Noslato is kind of the evil evil god. But um, Paros Perosians they they hate the undead. They uh, hate the undead. One of their one of their they have an, there's an entire nation uh, elite, yeah. right? Yeah. That uh, that their one of their sole responsibilities is to make sure the undead that are in the northern parts of the world don't spill into the, the into uh, other other parts of the world. And uh, yeah. well, so it turns out being a half vampire, which is an undead, so being half undead is <laughs> it's not uh, most ferocious. Don't uh, like you. No bueno. I, no, I mean, no, I mean no do you bueno. think of the glass half full? You're half alive. That counts. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, you know, he didn't choose that date, right? So, yeah. yeah. He, he didn't choose his... He, he was he born that choose, way. Yeah, he was yeah. born that way. But he chose to become, like, a holy man, which is, you know, incredibly, incredibly cool. Um, yeah, so uh, so the the party meets up in Velos, right? Oh, we have, yeah. we have one more party member. There's one, oh, there's one more party member, yeah. True, true. Uh, Daisy's... Uh... Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. So there's actually two. Oh, actually. I forgot about Daisy's character. Witch. There's Daisy's witch, uh, Amelise. I think was her name. I never actually figured out which one it was. I I think I have it written down as Amelise in my notes because <laughs> honestly, uh, I tried for yeah. so long to figure out what her fucking name was, yeah. and so, I cannot remember. So so so, so Daisy's a friend of this group from way back, but he's probably never going to appear on this podcast. So. Yeah. But if you're listening, hey, your character is also cool, and let me tell you, it has a very important part to play in the canon. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. So Amelise was a slutty witch who was... <laughs> <laughs> Great intro, bro. Yeah. True. The truth. <laughs> um, so she was very promiscuous. I, I guess I'll go over Amelise really quickly. There, there is a uh, a place in the north in like Sardon called the Mosswood. So there's like this whole like tundra, like frozen over like continent. 
and sort of near the northern edge of it is this extremely verdant forest. It's evergreen. It's always like blooming in springtime in this forest year round. And the reason why is because it's like this magical location. There's like this ley line there. And most importantly, there is this resident Mothman there who is uh, a, a prophetic being, this uh, harbinger who can like see like omens and into the future and stuff. And so this place is called the Mothwood. And there's these witches, actually really only one witch, but later a coven of witches, uh, who all sort of like live on the edge of the Mothwood and keep like intruders out of it and are all, all like cryptic and they wear like black leather and corsets, even though it's like fucking cold out. I don't know why. You gotta you know, look stylish, yo. That's canon. Um, and uh, the leader at the time of that witch's coven was uh, Helgana, who actually is like a really powerful ice hag. She's like an incredibly powerful frost witch. And uh, she just kidnaps children and stuff. And Amelise was one of those kids who was kidnapped uh, and mm-hmm. like raised by the witch uh, to do witchy stuff. And uh, that's how you do it. Yeah. All of her uh, childhood issues turned into uh, sexual misrepresentation in her in her adulthood. Correct. Absolutely correct. As it's wont uh, to do. But uh, she, Amelise was kind of sent to ingrain herself into the party by this winter witch in order to uh, sort of manipulate the events that would happen uh, to be more favorable towards the winter witch and, uh, and that stuff. After Amelise, the other character who's really important to the party was uh, Lord Malik Ironsides. And uh, Ironsides was a, uh, a dwarf uh, and he was uh, a merchant, uh, a, a trader, and also an artificer in his own right. Um, and played by our friend Doc, who will try to get on the podcast later. He's, his, he's got too babby, so that's difficult. He got, he got too babby. It, it hard. It hard. Um, Ironsides was sent by the Dorminians uh, north. So when the invasion happens uh, of Sardon, um, the Yomi are invading. And Dorminia has, like, its own plans for Kelda as well. And so Kelda is trapped between these two, like, major powers, Chuse and Dorminia. And each one has their own agents doing their own stuff in uh, in Kelda. One of those agents was Ironsides. And Ironsides was sent by the Dorminians to extract Wolfen and specifically Vice. Because unbeknownst to everyone in the party for a while for a while vice was like a really actually important character he was an orphan at the monastery he didn't know who his parents were so of course you know that means he's like the chosen one (laughs) of course that's how it works it's known that's absolutely absolutely so it's like the campaign started out with wolfen leaving dorder and going over to velos where the university was to meet up with uh with maho and at the same time uh, there's this family in Velos, uh, the Vera family. And the Vera were Dorminians, and uh, uh, I think it was, uh, I am like blanking. I have it written down, the name of Lady Vera, like the older Lady Vera. She was actually the treasurer for the kingdom when it was founded. Yeah. I guess remember. I do remember that. And she was like a Dorminian accountant and all that stuff. But what the party didn't know. What, what everyone didn't know was that uh, the Vera family are one of the founding families of the Shadow Guard back in Dorminia, a.k.a. the secret spy force. That bitch! <laughs> the fucking CIA of... Uh, your, of your, bank, your bank is run by the intelligence service of another nation. Yeah, my well, lord. they do a pretty good job, so I can't really complain. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to be autonomous when, when another nation is holding your, your coffer. You know, except for that time where uh, that mystical evil artifact disappeared from our vault. You guys remember mm. that? Mm. 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 Uh, and Lady Vera, she had a, uh, a niece, right? Uh, and this niece was uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Vera. Alyssa met Vice at one point and uh, was really interested in Vice. Very, very interested in Vice. Ooh. And the the Viras were going back to the capital 
because the Yomi were like arriving and they were going to speak to the king, right? And so Wolfen went back with Maho and Alyssa, like representing the Vera family, went back with Vice as an escort. Like the Vera's, they, they pay like a lot of money to Church of Peros for reasons. And Lady Vera requested the monastery allow Vice to accompany uh, her niece and her back to the capital for reasons, right? So Vice, he he bids farewell to Uthane, who was his... Uh, That's right. <laughs> yeah, his dwarven, like, master of arms. He was, like, actually a paladin, and he was teaching Vice, like, paladin stuff. And he was like, I, I believe in you, Vice. You'll, you'll be the best. You'll be the strongest and stuff. It doesn't oh, matter that... Positive energy hurts you. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the only person who believed in Vice. And then there's also Mother Maggie, I think, who was yeah. actually... She was actually the person who ran the monastery, and she also, like, raised Vice, basically. So Vice was raised by this dwarven paladin and this uh, really old cleric lady. That's uh, how you know he's going to be a goody two-shoes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Raised by an old lady and a paladin. Yeah. <laughs> Can you uh, say lawful good? <laughs> and and on the way over to the capital, you guys stayed at the Vera Manor. Um and you met uh the Ali brothers. A quick question. They were the three mercenaries. The popped off. There was some reason that because uh, if I remember correctly, Wolfen was like, I'm gonna stay and fight because people are invading my country. Yeah, yeah. So th this is like after you guys get to the capital and like the Yomi show up and the cult of Nazlordu actually attacks. They they attack the palace, if you guys remember. Um, and like the big combat you guys had was like Wolfen, Maho, and Vice uh, fighting the cult of Nazlordu in, in the capital and like protecting your father and uh, your mother and stuff. He was... Oh, wasn't that where they attacked, like, the throne room? And yeah. The yep. uh, in-harm's way guards? Yep, yep. Was he sick at that time, Geralt? Yeah, no. so... I, no, was he? he wasn't sick at that time. No, he wasn't, but he did get injured. I believe he got injured in that battle or something. He, he got hurt or something. Taken out of commission, anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and Wolfen's like, what the fuck? What's going on? And, like... Geralt is like, Wolfen, you must go to the Mothwood and you must, you know, figure out, like, there's, like, some prophecy, some bullshit, like, what we should do here and stuff like that. Wolfen's like, okay, go to the Mothwood. You're going to go ahead and investigate. That sounds um, like perfect, perfect Wolfen impression. Yeah, absolutely. So Wolfen and Party, uh, they all go to uh, the Mothwood. And on the way to the Mothwood, Amelise introduces them to her abusive stepmother, <laughs> yeah. Elgana. That wasn't awkward. Uh, there's some implications as to, uh, you know, Vice being more than he seems, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, you guys go into the Mothwood, and you guys had some fights in the Mothwood. You meet the Mothman. The Mothman makes all these prophecies and stuff and tells Wolfen that he has to go on this great odyssey to save, uh, save like, his uh, kingdom. And Basically, he has to leave home. What, what Wolfen then had to do was... Uh, you, you guys go back to, like, the capital, and uh, you're, like, trying to figure out what to do while the Yomi are invading. And so Stoneface Kofu, he goes south. He goes south to, like, King's Cross to hold off the Yomi. But a lot of people are worried because Kofu, you know, mm. is formerly a Yomi, you know. <laughs> and thus well, the <laughs> seeds of racism were planted within Wolf. When his, when, his yeah. honor, when his honor is called into question. Right when his honor is called into question, um, wh who which side he will choose. Right, hmm. um, so he goes he goes south and he has like all the military forces like south at King's Cross, and uh, Kane. Meanwhile, this entire well, it doesn't time, help that he reinforced that fact by leading the invading force against us, even uh, though he was actively slowing them down. He was actively slowing them down. He was definitely slowing them down. Yeah, but. Um, there was, yeah, it was clearly a point that, you know, Kofu was doing his best, but he was not on the, uh, the Kelvin side, right? Right. Um, Wolfen, so, was, Wolfen was still like, I can't believe you betrayed us. So while that was happening, I'm trying. <laughs> while that was happening, Magister Kane 
was working on this great project, this grand project, this super secret project that he promised would stop the invasion, you know, and would totally like save the day and like save the kingdom. And he was working on it day and night, day and night. It was distinctly obscure about the cost. <laughs> yeah, and he had all of like the the professors of like the different schools of magic uh, at the university working on it and all that stuff. And so Geralt, like he he has asked Kane to like come down from his ebony tower and like help, like you know, stop working on your fucking you know garage project and save save the kingdom with your own yeah. two hands. Right? Stop huffing paint and get down here. He's yeah, like, this, but, this paint, it's too shiny. I'm sorry. But but Kane Kane isn't listening. So because he's too busy huffing paint. <laughs> yeah, he's too busy huffing paint. Instead, Wolfen has to go. Uh, so Wolfen and party go to Kick University, and there is when like Vice like kind of meets Morgana. He he like meets Morgana like earlier, but he interfaces more with Morgana. And actually, this is I think around a time where uh, Daisy actually found out a lot about uh, Kane at this time. So through prophecy th- through through Eve's through like watching. I think he was like being very stealthy and learned some things about ah. Kane. Because what what Daisy's character, what Amelise found out was that uh, Kane had become undead at some point himself. So between the first Sardon campaign and the second Sardon campaign, um, Kane had been attacked by Lord Tardale, who had become like a full vampire at this point, and made Kane into a vampire as well. And Kane was already kind of in cahoots with the Cult of Nazlordu. But he was like, he was trying to take people who wanted to leave the cult and like he wanted to protect them. After he became like a full vampire, he started like following the Cult of Nazlordu's agenda. Because having having a cultist for followers is never a bad idea. Nope. Yeah. Always good. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Morgana was like a reformed cultist, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally reformed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to- totally reformed, guys. Definitely reformed. She she helped everyone out. She was a nice person. Wait, mm-hmm. didn't the cult of Nazlordu it attack Kick, didn't it? Was it? It did. It did attack Kick as well. I think it wasn't yeah. the throne room. It it was Kick. It, well, no, they they attacked the throne room, but actually, I don't think the cult of Nazlordu attacked Kick. Uh, there was two fights at Kick University. The Mages Union fought. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Because like one of the Archmages. Uh, came over to talk to to Kane and was pissed off, and he got pissed off at Maho, and it, I he like what he like set his seeker on Maho, and the seekers are like these really powerful like wizard knights who like hunt down other mages and put collars on them and stuff. Wait, like was that. he a weird guy that kept trying to hit on Maho too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. J- jokes on them. I had uh, dimensional <laughs> D doors as swift yeah. action. Yeah. So um, good. Mm. It, it was fucking good uh you got you guys beat the shit out of him and you actually removed that archmage's arm so yeah cut off his arm yeah at the fun. time wolfen was like yeah yeah get him uncle later on it fuck was like the archmage and <laughs> yeah yeah fuck the archmage fuck the mages union and uh uh wolfen talks to kane and the, the party talks to kane and uh kane tells them that uh he he needs their help to finish his great project. He needs them to go north to like the destroyed super science magitech colony that's like buried, right? To get like this mana battery generator thing that he can use to finish his project. Right? His secret project. His secret project. And you guys remember what the party said to that, right? Nope. I don't. They, they, were, they were like, fuck no. They didn't do it. There's other stuff going on. They're like, there's other stuff going on, man. And he's like, oh, shit, goddamn. Well, if if you guys can't do that, then there's one other thing you guys can do. And that's appeal to his father. And that's when he like tells a party who his father is. His father is Karis, KS, Night Lord of Dragonhold. To go to Dragonhold and appeal to the Dorminians to bring some people over and fight the Trusaeans, because they're already fighting the Trusaeans. They just need to send more people to fight in Kelda and kill the Trusaeans. 
Mm. And that's that's like in line with like the prophecy that like Wolfen saw. So it's like, oh shit, that's what we should do. Um, Some say Wolfen's been killing two saints to this very day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Uh, he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the party decided to go with that. And then that night, actually, um, you guys were attacked by Red Glacier. And Red Glacier is the one who attacked Kick University. And they had like yeah. these. They had like these shape changers. Like there was like this whole clan of like guys who like were animal shifters and stuff like that. You know, there's there was like a actually there was a wizard who cast a lot of fireballs that would later be very important. Um, is, is that uh, is that who I think it is? Yeah, that's the character who kills uh, Ironsides. So yeah, later on, yeah, spoilers. Um, spoilers. Uh, Ironsides is fucking killed. So that's when the party. That's when the party actually meets Ironsides. So Ironsides, along with like some mercenaries, the party met, and uh, this uh, shadow guard agent named Chuck from Dorminia shows up, and Chuck is this liaison between a shadow guard and the party, and Chuck is like, yeah, the Night Lord All wants to see asshole. the the Night Lord wants to see uh, Wolfen. And really importantly, the Night Lord wants Vice to come too. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. That's not suspicious. Yeah, that's not suspicious. Oh, that's really. Uh, also, for the whole like Dragon Hole Night Lord thing, for since I don't think the audience really knows about that yet, imagine yeah. if America was ruled by like a big demon dude, kind of. Yeah. Like a super devil. Evil yeah. devil he used, man. He used, he used to be a man and then some shit happened. Yeah. Now he might be a Baylor. Oh, oh, oh. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Might oh, be. Shit. Oh shit. Um so uh yeah, the party uh they set off. They they start going on this journey to uh basically sneak Wolfen, this this half giant <laughs> prince with a big attitude and big swords as well. A big ass. Oh yeah, and his uh Double-bladed uh, adamantine. Yeah, so Cain gives him this adamantine double blade that is basically the key to all doors because it just cuts through the lock. Yeah. Oh, God, dude. Adamantine weapons. Yeah. So, so good. Who needs lockpicks when you have sword? Yeah. <laughs> the only uh, thing that stops adamantine sword is adamantine door. And then you just cut the door out and sell it. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was the funniest shit. I remember, like sieging a place and we couldn't figure out how to get in so we just cut a hole in the wall we oh no i think i remember no that was at Jarlsport. in one of my campaigns at the like near the very beginning of the campaign there was this adamantine door we probably spent three sessions figuring out how we could harvest (laughs) the adamantine door to sell it on the black market definitely i mean it's more valuable than gold and way more useful for an adventure so why not Oh yeah, it's insanely valuable. So yes, we were sneaking Wolfen in. Yes, sneaking Wolfen. Um, so you guys, you guys snuck across the countryside. You guys fought a lot of ninjas, Those like fucking ninjas, man. A lot. Yeah. You guys fought rat ninjas. You guys fought these trident shark ninjas that you might see later. <laughs> Wolfen started campaign. collecting ninja skulls, by the way. So Wolfen. You know, he's being stuck across, and, uh, you know, this this sneaking party includes Ironsides and his wife, who is a, uh, a cat folk. <laughs> right. Remember. Forbidden uh, romance. Yeah, Sounds this sweet. forbidden romance. And uh, uh, it also included the three mercenary brothers, the Ali brothers. You know, uh, one had a sword, one had an axe, and one had a spear. You guys remember, right? Very forgettable. I honestly okay. don't remember them at I all. No idea. The, the Ali brothers are they're, like they're a very balanced fire emblem unit. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> need a sword uh, fighter. They, they they work for the Vera family. Uh, and but yeah, they're not they're not actually that important. I just like the first line. This just makes me realize <laughs> how much of pawns we were to Dormania even before we were pawns to Dormania. That's right. It was all it was all according to Keikaku. Um, and uh, Chuck was also following you guys, and at, at some point. Uh, Morgana also showed up to help escort you guys. Um, because realistically, while the cult of Nazordu was like rising back up and Kane was like falling back into like his evil habits, Morgana did not want any of that. Morgana honestly just wanted like 
to have like a happy life, um, like a quiet, peaceful life without the cult. Like she fled the cult, Kane fled the cult, but Kane brought the cult back in, and because of that, she kind of like left and stuff, and was Just following the party yeah. and helping like Vice because when the party finally reaches. They, they cross the Blackwater and they're going through all of this like undead ruins where Kane and Kofu and Geralt fought the undead in the previous campaign where they like reclaim Necris and stuff. There's like the ruined tower of like bones and all that stuff. They're fighting all these undead and they're being chased by Lord Tardale. So Lady Tardale dies in the first campaign and Lord Tardale is now like a fully undead werebat vampire monster. Who is chasing the party and he, he has like all this like cool stuff where he's always like hungering for blood he can like turn into blood he's, he's like vladimir from league of legends whatever two levels of bat <laughs> yeah two levels of bat <laughs> 18 levels of bat ass um, <laughs> yeah he's so, a real pet in the ass so he he's chasing the party the entire time uh and he's really high level and the party suffers a lot of casualties uh the ali brothers all pretty much die um, oh no oh. here's what you guys will remember about the ali brothers you guys took their souls and put them into like these mannequins or something maybe you guys don't remember anyways let's just forget about them it's fine that, that never happened kevin's like uh, hey, NPCs, i honestly, ali don't, I honestly yeah. don't remember them yeah that, that was probably their biggest contribution was uh <laughs> sacrificing their lives to like the hopping vampires. Do you guys remember fighting the hopping? Oh, vampires? I remember. No, I do remember yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. Those are, those the Ali brothers all died in that fight. <laughs> like systematically. Didn't we oh, do we send them off on their own to die? Uh, no, oh. they, maybe. <laughs> they, they, they died as they live. I totally forgot. Those hopping vampires were really fucking cool. Um, but more, yeah. more importantly, Morgana dies. Morgana is killed by Lord Tardale while the party is like escaping. And you guys are really beat up. Like yeah. it was a really tough fight. Like those That was not like a fight you. that we could win. Yeah, the undead horde fucked on you. And then Tardale showed up and he was fucking on you guys hard. Um he kills Morgana and well actually he doesn't actually kill her. Uh he, he, he like her. he like brutally like hurts her and then bites her. She, yeah. he bites her, making her into a vampire as well. Um, and as, as the party is fleeing, uh, that is when Vice finds out that Morgana is his mother. Dun, dun, dun. And the amulet that he's had this entire time that has allowed him to, like, heal himself a little bit with positive energy or whatever. I think it was, like, half as effective. I think it was half. Yeah. It was from... It, it was something that he had since he was like found at the monastery as an orphan. It was from, from Morgana. And Morgana abandoned him as a child, which like Vice will find out later because Vice is a chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so the party leaves and you guys get on this boat. And this is when, this is when Wolfen's hatred for the Chusaeans, I feel like really started. Like those ninjas were bad, right? Mm -hmm. Remember, you guys were attacked by the Chusean Navy. And actually, the Chusean Navy that attacks you guys is the Yoshihisa. Mm -hmm. right? And they had this huge castle ship, and they sink your guys' ship, and they capture Wolfen. Yeah. The rest of the party somehow survives because Maho is ingenious and has this awesome spell called Rope Trick. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So if you guys remember, you guys had like a plank of wood made of like the ship and Maho just cast rope trick on it and you guys just hid in there for like weeks like literally like cast away at sea right? I, I, I had not remembered that Yeah. all I remember was I got tortured the entire time yeah cause I, th yeah. I think we all had the uh oh god it's been so long the ring that lets you only like not need to eat and you only need the ring of sustenance ring of sustenance yeah, yeah. yeah. There, was, there was a lot of conversations about how like um so while the party is like cast away at sea Wolfen is being brutally tortured by the Chusaeans. And uh, this is like going back to like the holy symbol tattoo thing. Wolfen had like a tattoo that gave him like water breathing or whatever. Two of them. And, and the Chusaeans flayed that from his skin. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the seed of racism was fertilized that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolfen got really angry and hates Chusaeans. 
Yeah. I, I just remember my way of breaking out of that, lifting up the adamantium block that I was like strapped to and yeah. using it as a weapon. As a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Yakuza style. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so the party, meanwhile, Vice, Maho, uh, Ironsides, and Amelise, they were cast away at sea and eventually they are found by a pirate. This pirate is a significant pirate in like the Farline lore. Uh, he's the Red Eye, Red Eye Amon. And uh, he's a member of the Rogue's Table, which is another campaign that I ran, uh, which is all about the pirates of Farline. And mm. the Rogue's Table are commanded by Blue Ben. And so, Blue Ben, uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. You guys met like Red Eye Amon. Rip, Blue who Ben. Is, who is a worshiper and follower of Miley. Uh, takes you guys. Oh yeah, Matt did meet Blue Ben. Yeah, rest in peace. Rip, <laughs> Rip, true hero. Um, the Red Eye takes the party to meet with Blue Ben. Blue Ben is receiving money from the Dorminians to help fight the Chusans. He's privateering, basically. Um, so he has his fleet take the party, and they go and they attack Yoshihisa, and they basically hurl the party like in a catapult. It was probably not a catapult, but it was boarding action uh, onto Yoshihisa's ship to save Wolfen. And yeah, it's it's like this whole like castle ship prison jailbreak. And you guys get out, and eventually you guys finally make it to Dorminia. And this is where Wolfen like rams his ship up on the shore of Dorminia and makes <laughs> established uh, King's Rest. And makes King's Rest, which is a uh, booming port town. <laughs> Near uh, near Dragonport, yeah. Like how they stop them? Like this is my place now. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, you guys. I did buy uh, it legally. After yeah, I did. landed my ship on it. <laughs> you did. You did. Um. So now the party go from like just a little bit north of Dragonhold into actual Dragonhold, and I'm kind of just gonna like fast forward through this part just a little bit because uh, <laughs> it, it was like some like. Kind of like spin-off like fluff adventures that happen. Um basically Wolfen and Vice go before the Night Lord. And the Night Lord takes he takes Vice. He takes Vice for himself. And does things. He does things to Vice. He he oh, returns man. his memory. He does some he does some bullshit to Vice. Um because it turns out Vice is the son of Morgana and Cain. Oh my god. And the grandson of the Night Lord. Oh my god. Just zooms in. Zooming in. And the Night Lord is, if anything, family. Yeah. He uses his family. He uses his family. (laughs) And vice is another thing to be used. Um, So the whole story behind vice is... Uh, Kane becomes a fully undead vampire, and he's in love with Morgana. Like they, they like founded this like university. They're like doing all this stuff, and Kane starts bringing the cult of Nazordu back in. And the cult prepare this ritual, and they have this prophecy, this prophecy that will be fulfilled, a prophecy that will revive Nazordu, will bring back the dark god, and will bring back his presence on Farline. And they need a vessel for the Dark Lord to enter and to be in. And so they have this whole ritual, and Cain and Morgana have a baby, and the child is this ritual sacrifice for Nazlordu to be revived. And so the whole story behind Vice and what Morgana wanted to save him from was from being this sacrifice, being this this monster that was going to eventually, like a ticking time bomb that was going to turn into... Nazlordu. Oh, Let's two go. ticking tie bombs right next to each other for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maho's also a ticking time bomb. Yeah. One day she's gonna get tired of all the racism and just blow up. And just fucking leave. Oh. Yeah. She, she didn't explode, she just got the fuck out. Just True. opens uh, opens a gate to the water plane, like in one bedroom. I thought she yeah, earth, earth plane, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, but drown a motherfucker. <laughs> like a uh, goblin uh goblin slayer slap um so vice doesn't know this vice doesn't know that he is this big piece of this huge ritual right all he's told is 
that he's a chosen one, that Peros is within him. Even though he is born of this undead vampire, he was born into the cult of Nazlordu, he was given to a church of Peros, and the fact that he can use divine magic, the fact that he can channel spells from Peros, means that Peros has a greater plan for him. That he has this destiny, this holy destiny, actually. Um, All coming from the possible Baylor. <laughs> no, no, Vice wants to be a good boy. Vice wants to be a good boy. And the Night Lord gives Vice Necris. Because <laughs> when Cain was still Cain and not yet like a vampire, not yet turned undead, he sent the blade to the Night Lord. There you go, Dad. In order, in order to be like, okay, just fuck off. I'm going to give you this artifact blade and just, you just live your own damn life and don't bother me again. Look, so. Dad, I, I can do things on and, my own. And so Vice, this holy cleric of Peros, gets Necris, which is this incredibly powerful sword that has a power to disrupt and control the undead. It's like actually a really great weapon. Yeah. <laughs> I remember at the time, like, Matt was using, like, the scimitar for crits, and then Necris was, like, whenever he channeled to, like, fuck over the undead. And then I'm going to fast forward over the Night Lord, sending you guys on, like, a couple of quests to go and collect the other deadly blades or whatever, because there were some... Oh, real quick before we fa fast forward. So, so, so did the Night Lord ever give Matt's dude some advice? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Jesus. <laughs> I've been sitting on that pod for a while. Keep on, let's, let's, let's go. Okay. He did. So, also, the uh, what that was also around the time of one of my favorite uh events of the campaign, yeah, of Maho. <laughs> oh, yeah, the we... conflict resolution Maho. Yeah, we, yeah, we can't scoop up, we gotta explain this. So, during a uh, like during like a noble feast or whatever. Malik's wife, like, had, like, some bad blood with, like, the, uh... Well, there was this diplomat from, uh, yeah. from Cathra, from the Wildlands, and he was a catfolk, like, prince. And among the catfolk, it, it's really rare for there to be, like, males. Like, there's, like, one out of ten or, like, one out of a hundred will be, like, a male, basically. Which is not, ex not an excuse for cat girls. Nope, not at all. No, it's not an excuse for cat girls, but that's how it is. That's the canon. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you think it not be like that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so uh, he he showed up with his bitches, and you know, uh, honestly, Doc's wife should not have like done anything. I don't think she actually did anything. No, she did it. She was just standing there. But like this diplomat like came up to her, and he was like, "Show some respect," and like you know, fucking pimp slapped her, and then that just set off this. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Triggered the shit out of Wolfen. It was like, he had just got his wings and was just about to like wing hop his way across the, uh, across the hall to straight up dunk this dude. Yeah. Uh, and Maho's like, we've been like using this strat consistently of Maho using a telekinetic charge, which is a spell that basically launches, uh, launches a person to an enemy and they get an attack and then i would use my turn to do another full attack it so really good. yeah it was a solid combo so i was like fuck yeah i'm full rage mode i'm ready to do this and then you dimension doored me to the roof <laughs> yeah because we, we can't be killing ambassadors he was an asshole don't get me wrong but listen we can you just prevented me from doing so mm-hmm mm -hmm. And it, it was hilarious, um, but the consequences were dire because uh, literally the next him. day, uh, a a mage assassin was set and fireballed Malik Ironsides to death. Yeah, <laughs> Ironsides burned to death. It was fucked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which ended up us. Didn't we end up torturing that wizard for yeah. a while before killing him? Yeah, and also the Mages Union like came out and like they attacked Maho some more, and yeah. you guys, you guys ended up killing the Archmage. Yeah, and like, yeah we did. I, he kept yeah. sending dudes who had like, well, because I had some cheese that basically Maho would always be invisible. Yeah, due, due to feats and spells. 
So eventually a bunch of just guys with like see invisibility and like fucking like yeah, permanency arcane sight. We're just like trying to go after Maha. I had to keep dodging out of their shit with my teleports and god they're fucking annoying. And I'm yeah. Like, Beat them the fuck to death with stegosauruses. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that fucking fight, dude. <laughs> Just the stegos, the celestial stegosaurus. It was fucking sick. Um, and, uh, and then we ended up like fucking killing that archmage, and that pretty much ended the mages' union coming after us after we killed an archmage. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I think at that point they were like, I think. I think, think this is worth it. Well, fun story. That Archmage was the Rondorian Archmage. And when he died, like, Rondo didn't have an Archmage anymore, which just led to Rondo falling deeper into Vassalage to Draxylvania. Cool. Fuck <laughs> him. Uh, also, another fun fact, uh, the the Archmage of, uh, of Dragonhold, and there's also canonically the Archmage, like, still of Sengoku 2, like, timeline or whatever, um, is uh, Curtis Edge, who Yay. is uh, the grandson of Cliff Edge. Definitely the son of Razor's Edge. Yeah. A lot of shit going on. Uh, yeah. Cliff Edge was my first character from Farline 1, and we will explain that in a future episode. In a future episode. But yeah, just a fun fact. I'm, I'm yeah. feeling we're going to say that a lot. We're going to be like, hey, here's this thing. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Curtis, I think uh, the Archmage showed up, and he was like, it's okay, guys. It's fine. Mages Union aren't going to come after you guys anymore. We're gonna ship you out to Chusei to kill some shogans. Yeah, it's time. So you guys are done fighting mages. All right, time to go to war. Yeah. yeah so, so Vice now had Necrus. Wolfen had, like, basically, you guys did like some other jobs for the for the Night Lord to win his trust. Yeah. Um, which uh, I- included fucking on uh, uh, some of Savelle's like rebellious elements. Oh yeah, we went to the Baronies and like fucked around for a while. Yeah, yeah. And pushing them deeper into vassalage to the Night Lord at Dragonhold. Perfect! Nice. Um, I mean, it was kind of part of the, like, solidifying that alliance, or that which it did. that alliance that is totally not a vassalage, but is kind of like a vassalage. Kind of like a vassalage. Yeah. Because um, if, they, if they really wanted to push the matter, it would be bloody, but they would win. Yeah. Um, so I think put... that's kind of the case with Dragonhold in general, is like, yeah, they'd win, but if it so happened that everything popped off at the same time, they would lose, and yeah. they would lose on a lot of fronts. Because <laughs> I think everyone would team up. Also, I was looking for my inventory to see if I got anything cool shit. Apparently, I have a vial of Malik's blood and a vial of Castle's blood, which I don't remember the context for getting in their fronts. Oh, cloning. I'm sure it was some sort of divination thing. That's Malik was definitely... Right. Malik I think it was, was to locate them. I think it yeah. was to locate them. I think them. so, yeah. Oh, that wasn't that part of the reason why you were going like plane hopping was to find them. I don't think so. I think the plane hopping was that the planet Earth is is a nice place to chill. If you to get away be, from Wolfen. If you don't want to be on the material plane and you want to avoid someone who can't cast fit, like fifth level spells. Yeah, poor Wolfen, locked <laughs> up fourth level spells forever. We'll, we'll, we'll explain that later in this podcast. Uh, or right, so, so yeah, right at this point was when we. Uh, Got ready to go to war and got into the airship. Yep. Yeah, though I do think this is a good uh, pause point or a yeah. stopping point for this episode. Yeah, to kind of give a good gap before the the end of Blood Price. Well, yeah. the end, the beginning of the end. Yeah, yeah, right. because so, so you, this is definitely the beginning of the end. All right, so you guys might do Blood uh, Blood Price one and two, and then we'll do Sardonia one. And yep, sounds good. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks also, because I'm super tired. And... Yeah, to be fair, it's already like one here. We we were going to start this out with technical difficulties because OBS yeah. is being weird. Yeah. But thanks for listening in the future. Uh, general shilling stuff. Uh, you can find us on Twitch at Salt and Sorcery. You can also find us on YouTube by searching Salt and Sorcery. We, we don't have enough people subscribed to have the channel name URL yet, but we're working on it. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Halbernock uh at twitch at twi- yeah i'm on twitch and i'm also on twitter uh, i'm last rocks on twitter follow me i need followers so someone has to watch his titty art i can follow I, me and I, retweet my art i can i can only like so much yes only you can only like once 
And uh, again, my name is Tom, the candidate for your local librarian. Yep. Uh, go to your local animal shelter. That's where you'll find Tom because Savannah's making him adopt another pet. Remember, older pets and those with that with special needs are more uh, are less likely to be adopted. Please take them, otherwise I'm going to end up with all of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, uh, you, you can kind of like twice on Twitter, which is what I do with panda or with uh, with trash panda memes on Twitter, because you can retweet and like. So yeah, yeah. So I am not aware of how the Twitters work. So. I still, I've been using Twitter for about like six months and I don't really either. I still don't really know when I should be using hashtags and when I shouldn't. Where just, am I? Always hashtag. Always You're always not my hashtag. beautiful wife. Yeah, never, never stop using hashtags. All right. Well, that's our show and we'll do this uh, soonish. I don't know when these are going live, but thanks for listening to the Sasscast. This is Salt and Sorcery. Saying, it was Sasscast. Yeah. We love you. We love you. So, anyways, <laughs> there I was. Well, I was going around my ankles. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. On a strange Japanese ship.